Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. Our next guest on the Traveling Image Makers podcast is Ignacio Palacios, a freelance travel and nature photographer originally from Spain who currently lives in Australia. I've been re- receiving his newsletters for quite some time now and thought he'd be a great guest for the show. Ignacio has been accumulating a strong set of images since he started traveling around the world in 1998 and to date he's been to over 80 countries. More than just a travel photographer, he looks to make a difference by raising awareness about the environment and human rights issues in many of the countries he visits. Welcome to the show, Ignacio. Hi, how are you doing, Ralph? Thanks for inviting me today. I'm really well. Yeah, you're there in uh, just outside of Sydney, Australia, you said, right? Little village called Kayama. It's two hours away, south of, um, south of Sydney. And um, yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> How long have you been uh, living in Australia? You're originally from Spain, and what part of Spain are you from? Um, I've been living here for about eight or nine years, and um, in Sydney most of the time. And um, and uh, I'm originally from a city called uh, Logroño in Spain, which is uh, north of uh, north of Madrid, near San Sebastian, near Bilbao, so north north of Spain. But I've been moving uh, moving around all over the world since '98. So yeah, I haven't I haven't been really um, living in Spain for for a very long time, really. But um, yeah, I I try to go as often as I can. Yeah, great. I, I love Spain, one of my favorite countries, and I, I love the San Sebastian area. Uh, I want to explore that that area much more. Uh, Like many of us, you say that you consider yourself a traveler first, and it sure sounds like you've uh, gotten around a bit, uh, but you're a traveler first, photographer second. Tell us about that idea. Mm, Well, I don't know about that now. I I think I used to say that, but I don't know now because, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, I find myself that when I travel these days, I I go for the picture. Um, So, yeah, I don't have much time to interact with people and culture sometimes uh, I go with a group of people uh, during my tours as, uh, as you know and uh, I don't have much time to to connect um, before I was I was more um, of a traveler I guess and I was spending more time in different locations I was um, a traveler I was traveling on my own and uh, spending more time at uh, different places and uh, connecting to people and the landscape uh, a bit more um, but I wasn't that much into photography. I, I loved photography, but um, I wasn't uh, going to those places for the picture, uh, more for the experience of, of the place. Uh, and then if I had the chance to take a good picture, then that was great. But now everything, uh, when I organize something uh, to travel, is, is more to get the shot. So I, I go at certain times of the year to get the shot, uh, to locations to get the shot, and it's not so much um, traveling. I, I love traveling, but I think uh, I think it's turning uh, into more into into um, into the photography now more than the traveling, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love to be in a place. I hate the travel, getting there and back. 
it's uh you know just the planes trains and automobiles it's it's getting so difficult these days um but so you mentioned that depending on the location that you travel with two very different kits tell us about your gear and when and how you use it um yeah well uh, mainly i have two systems i have a medium format um camera the pentax uh, 645z and uh 405 lenses for that camera um it's a medium format so it's it's pretty heavy and pretty bulky um the lenses are prime lenses um so then i have the um nikon uh, system with um quite a few lenses as well and um yeah so when i when i shoot um I used to go with my Pentax uh, system everywhere, uh, but I find myself now shooting more wildlife and other subjects. And the Nikon lenses that I have, which are zoom lenses, are giving me more flexibility. And it's not as heavy as as the medium format. So the medium format, I'm using it mainly uh, when I work on specific projects. Um, When I use it for aerial photography, um, it's great because I can just crop um, some um, sections from the from the image and, uh, and it's still a really good um, uh, quality quality image uh, with uh, quite a bit of resolution so depends on the locations if it's in Australia and I don't have to go through many airports and uh, it's a bit you know and uh, it's not that um, complicated the traveling I, I might go with the Pentax um, and but it's um, if it's um, if I have to go um, um, you know, and then transfer in different airports or depends on the location, depends on the trip. You know, if, if it's wildlife mainly, then I, I take the, I take the Nikon. Um, and, um, yeah. And, um, but if it's, it's, it's focused on landscape, sometimes I take the medium format. It's, it's just, um, depends how I feel. Sometimes, you know, if I've been shooting a lot with the Nikon, then I, I like changing to the Pentax and the other way around. So, yeah. And then depends on the lens that I buy. If I have a, if I buy a new lens for, one or the other system that I'm quite keen to quite keen to use it. So yeah, it's uh, it depends on many factors, I guess. But uh, I love both systems; they're great. Yeah, I, uh, I I can't imagine traveling with two big systems like that. I I'm a one body, one lens kind of guy, but that's just the way that I roll. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you get to some pretty remote places. Uh, has your gear ever let you down? Um, not not really. Um. Uh, in a few occasions, when uh, when it's been cold, really cold, yeah, sometimes the the some of the cameras play a bit, but um, um, especially the yeah the Pentax play a, a few times when I was in uh, in Iceland and, and Norway in winter, but um, not not really. They have uh, been great, both of them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're con- you're concentrating a lot on people and landscapes with your photography. Uh, tell us about your approach to these two very different subjects. You talk about connecting with uh, people and the locals, uh, and maybe that you're not doing that quite as much anymore. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, since I came to Australia, I've been focused more on uh, on landscapes. Um, Australia has uh, beautiful landscapes, and um, I've been learning quite a bit from um, really good photographers here in, in Australia, really good landscape photographers. Um I don't find, yeah, well, in Australia, it's, it's mainly landscapes. When I go to places like Africa or Asia, then um, I love photographing people. Um, they are always really keen to 
be photographed and um, yeah they love it and uh, so it's, it's really easy to photograph them and they are you know very colorful and uh, happy people and I love photographing people in in those countries in South America and some some countries as well um, so yeah and um, but of course when you are photographing I think pretty much every every subject either if it's a, landsca a landscape of people you have to spend time with people and you have to spend time in the landscape um, um, in the landscape to to wait for the for the light to wait for the storm to wait for some conditions to get a, a really nice shot and then when you are shooting people then you also need to spend time with them so they feel comfortable and and you get um, you know you get to know them a little bit and uh, and they get to know you and uh, um, you know um, and then you you get the shot I guess um, so I was recently in Vanuatu, which is an island in the South Pacific, and uh, I was just retouching a, a few a few of the images uh, that I photographed in a few villages, and yeah, so it's um, yeah connecting to people, connecting to the kids in the villages, and you know, and finding some locations where you can position the kids or people and different different points of view, and you know, so. You can't just go and, you know, expect to take a few pictures in, in just uh, a few minutes when you go on a tour. But if you spend uh, a day or two with the, in the village and getting to know the people, I think you have more, more chances to get a good shot. Do you, uh, I, I know you get to Asia quite a bit. Are you going back to the same locations over and over again? Are you meeting the same people at times? Or are you, uh, are you always going somewhere new? Um, I try to go... Um, somewhere new when I travel uh, on my own uh, on tours I always go to similar places sometimes I change and I go to um, you know different locations um, just to explore different 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 countries or different areas uh, in that particular country um, yeah but I, I also like going back to the same location um, and uh, yeah, I would love to come back to some of these countries in, in Asia where, where I traveled in 2007, 2008, 2009 and, uh, you know, take some of my best images and show them, you know, and try to find these, these people and, and show the picture that I took, um, you know, 10 years ago. Um, that would be, be awesome. But uh, yeah, I, I, I try to, I try to, as much as I can, I try to go to different places and different countries. Yeah. What are some of your favorite locations in Asia? Um, well, I always, I always say India, uh, India was the, the first country that I visited in, uh, in, um, in Asia and I was, it was shocking at the beginning and, um, because I had only traveled around Europe and, and, and North America. So it was very, very different to anything that I had seen before. And, uh, and I actually, yeah, at the beginning I was, it was very difficult for me to, um, to travel around, but then I found the way, and it was actually it was actually pretty easy, and uh, people are uh, are great, and and it's just an amazing country. You have uh, pretty much everything: um, landscapes, the Himalayas, beautiful islands and beaches, uh, beautiful diving. Um, you know, the culture is incredible. The festivals, the temples, architecture, jungle, tigers. It's just yeah, anything you want. It's amazing. Um, yeah, and it's, it's huge. The culture is um, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, that's. Um, but there are many others. I mean, uh, I love uh, Myanmar. I love uh, I love Nepal, uh, and there are many countries I have never been in in Asia. I would love to go to 
to Bhutan and I would love to go to Tibet and explore Ladakh, for example, which is a place where I'm thinking of um, going in 2019. Um, yeah, um, but it's, I mean, the whole Southeast Asia is, um, is great. Mm. Yeah, and there's so many different cultures and a fairly concentrated area. And, uh, and even within India, there's so many subcultures mm. and different languages and ways of life. Uh, India is a, a wonderful place. I uh, went there just for the second time this past fall to uh, scout for a trip that I'll be doing this fall. And uh, I fell in love with it all over again. And, and, and the food, too, is just off oh, the yeah. charts fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, as we were trying to find time to get together for this interview, uh, you said that you were attending the New South Wales Professional Photo Awards, uh, the ceremony there in Australia. I know you've been recognized and awarded there and uh, quite a few other places many, many times in the past. How did it go this year? I understand you may have been awarded again. Uh, yeah, I was just lucky to to take the wildlife um, category and also the the travel category and also be I went I was finalist in the in the landscape um, category so wow. yeah uh, really really happy with that and uh, this is um, the state the state awards and now um, in I'm preparing for the nationals the nationals are in. Um, in August and uh, in Melbourne, so that that would be quite exciting because it's, it's the most uh, recognized uh, professional awards uh, in Australia. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's a competition that I have been entering for six or seven years, and it's um, it's it's great because um, I always recommend people to to enter uh, photography competitions not just to try to win it, uh, but because you just learn so much by looking at pictures from others and selecting your own images, processing them. And in some competitions, they uh, actually in some competitions, you have to print your own uh, images. And that's that's another step in the process. So the selection, processing and printing, it's, um, it's um, you know, um, it's a really, um, um, really good process that um, that has helped me a lot. Um, you know, in the in the last few years, and uh, so whenever I have um, you know some time between trips, I always look into different competitions, and not only that one, but um, uh, some of the competitions around around the the world where I always try to enter. Yeah, yeah, I agree that uh, these competitions are great, and even ones on a, a very local level. Uh, when I started out, just uh, belonging to like the local camera club. And mm. entering the the monthly contest that they used to have, and having professional photographers critique your images and seeing how they're critiquing other people's images, I think it's just a great way to learn. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes uh, you know, getting critiqued and you know, not being real happy about what the judge might be saying or not agreeing with them, but uh, you know, I think it's a great way to learn. And then eventually, as I progress to becoming a judge myself, I also learn about you know other people's photography as well and your own. Yeah. Well, you, know, you mentioned post-processing, and uh, I've seen a lot of your work, and uh, the post-processing is stunning. And uh, you, reveal me- you reveal many of your techniques on your blog, uh, which people can find at iptravelphotography.com.au, and we'll put that in the show notes. But uh, talk to us about some of the tools you use and your approach to working on your images after they've been captured. 
I know you use a lot of advanced techniques such as compositing. Uh, can you ex- briefly explain what that is and how it works? Yeah, yeah. I, I just um, I use Photoshop quite a bit, but um, not not all the time. I mean, my workflow uh, when I go to a trip and I take um, a thousand images, I, I say maybe from those one thousand or two thousand images, I select a hundred or hundred and fifty, and on those images, I I, I do uh, minimal processing really um, and uh, I only use uh, Lightroom or um, Adobe Camera Raw um, and I spend you know 30 seconds a minute per picture and maybe a little bit more in, in Photoshop but not not very much and from those um, 100 or 150 shots maybe I select um, five to ten images that I really like and on those ones that's the those are the ones where I really spend time in Photoshop uh, and I could spend an hour to four hours editing them uh, if I see something special or if I have an idea. Sometimes the idea comes when you are um, on the location photographing, uh, you have an idea. Sometimes the idea comes when you are excited to go on a trip and um, you've seen a few images and it's that I want to try to photograph this or I want to try to create this. Um, sometimes it comes from, you know, yeah, you have this idea and you actually can manage you, you don't manage to to actually photograph that so you have to or I want to create that shot so I do it in Photoshop um, yeah I do composite uh, from uh, photographing different elements um, during the trip and uh, sometimes I yeah I try to create what I haven't been able to to capture in one shot I guess or because the light wasn't wasn't great or because it just didn't happen so yeah and uh, I love creating stuff and uh, I'm pretty open to with uh, what I do, and um, yeah, and uh, in some some uh, competitions like uh, landscape in, in Australia, it's uh, it's pretty open with this, and and you can do uh, composites and and do all sort of uh, editing. In other competitions, you can't. So um, depends on uh, the competition that you are entering or what is the photograph for. Then you yeah you do different things. Um, I use some of my images as well for my. Um, uh, in my website for my fine art uh, limited edition gallery, and in those ones I, I also create um, create um, some of the landscapes. Um, but um, to be honest, uh, apart from the composites, and you know, I don't I don't spend too much time in Photoshop. Uh, uh, I use levels and curves and a few other tools, but it's it's not um, you know very very complicated stuff. What I what I do in Photoshop, so. It's uh, it's the main thing is to know where you want to get and uh, what you want to do with your photograph and there are many different ways of of reaching that point and I have many photography friends and they would do different you know different um, there are different many different ways that they will they will use uh, or they will do to to retouch and to to, to reach the same point really um, so yeah. Hmm. You know, there's been a lot of discussion around post-processing and how much is too much. What are your <laughs> thoughts on that? Oh, it's, uh, I don't, um, it depends. I mean, uh, uh, you know, as long as you as you are honest and you say what you've done or if, you know, sometimes I don't say it because I forget about people that know my work, they, they you know, they, they know what I'm doing to um, to some of my photographs. I'm pretty open if, if people ask me, um, you know. Um, but I, I think you just have to do, you know, what your creative, um, 
you know, mine is telling you to do. Like if, if, if I'm not happy with a shot and I think I can improve it or or I have some ideas, I just, just want to be creative and, and do it. I just um, I don't have uh, limits with that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that um, there is. Yeah, I don't believe in that, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I tend to agree. I think that, uh, you know, it's an art form, and some people like yourself are just much better at that post-processing part of it. And uh, if you're looking to create something, that's it's fantastic. I, I admire the people's capability to do that. I don't have the capability. <laughs> Uh, you do quite a bit of aerial photography, and Ugo and I just did a show on drone photography in episode 73. Are you using drones to capture these images? Are you getting up in airplanes, helicopters? Yeah, a bit of a bit of everything. Uh, I did a project last year in a lake called Lake, lake Air in South Australia, and... Uh, which is um, an amazing place to photograph from from the air. But uh, in that in that uh, particular project, we had to use um, uh, planes. Uh, I use helicopters and planes, but I also have um, a Mavic uh, drone uh, because I crashed my Phantom <laughs> last year. So I have a Mavic, which is is great because I can just put it in in my uh, in my bag um, and it's really really small and it's not heavy at all so is that the yeah. DJI Mavic Pro yeah that's right the DJI uh, Mavic Pro yeah, yeah so. I think I'm going to pick up one of those in the next couple of weeks <laughs> yeah no it's it's great it's easy to use and yeah it's um yeah it's enough quality to to print you know um, maybe up to A4 or something like that so yeah are you doing any uh, any video at all in general or, or with and or with your drone yeah i just i use the video quite a bit um a lot of people buy the drone and they they want to photograph but i always um because some, some people bring the the drones to my tours and i they always want to do photos but i always encourage them to take some videos mm. and they um yeah they are very happy uh that they, they take some videos because then you can mix you can mix the video sh- uh, footage with uh, with some of the images and, and create a really nice um, audiovisual or or a video, and that's 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 why I also use the uh, the video with my drone. Yeah, because when I go to these to these trips, um, you know, I, I mix the footage uh, and some of the images to create uh, promo videos and stuff like that, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing a lot more video, and, and even a lot with just my iPhone. But I would love to do some some drone photography, and I, I'm much I'm getting a lot more into video and putting things together. I, I think, I, and I'm encouraging the people that uh, travel on my trips too to get different types of content, like slow motion, time lapse, video, sound. You know, all these things that could add to the presentation. And uh, make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, I know you've attended quite a few workshops. Uh, some to Scandinavia, South America, South Georgia, uh, Antarctica, uh, with the luminous landscape and teachers like Kevin Raber and Art Wolf. Uh, those are some pretty big names. Tell us about your experiences with them. Oh yeah, no, it's. Um it's great. I love uh, I love working with them. Um, yeah, I think they came to the Atacama Diplano Workshop, Patagonia. Yeah, Norway in um, Lofoten, the Lofoten Islands in Norway, and 
and then I was invited by them to come to the yeah the um, Antarctica and South Georgia um, expedition. So yeah, that was um, it was great to uh, to know Kevin and um, and and Art is um, yeah really really funny guy too. And uh, yeah, I, I I think we we work uh, well together and. Uh, and uh, yeah, they are so so talented. These guys. I mean, Kevin is um, very very technical. He knows um, every piece of gear you can imagine, and uh, he's been in photography for so so long. Uh, so it's a great source of uh, information, and uh, very very talented uh, as well as art. Art is, is amazing, um, and um, yeah, it's uh, traveling with them. You know, like um, especially with art. Uh, you know, just. Um, Photographing stuff that uh, you know, I just um, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't look at. I mean, when you, when I see his images, are quite different to what everyone else is 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 photographing. So yeah, very very talented and and uh, different different eye for photography for sure. Been shooting for many many years and and uh, I love I love his work. Yeah, yeah hoping to meet Art in uh, at the Out of Chicago conference in about a week and a half or so. He's going to be the keynote speaker there, so that'll be. Pretty cool, yeah. Um, you're you're leading a lot of your own workshops now. Do you have any that are up and coming that you'd like to tell our, our listeners about? Um, I'm doing this one in uh, in Russia in Kamchatka. Um, uh, I've never been there, <laughs> so that will be interesting. Uh, photographing grizzly bears and uh, some volcanoes. Um, taking a few helicopters and yeah. No, I'm just. Uh, pretty excited about it. I think it's going to be pretty wild. It's a location where um, it's still a bit unknown and uh, hopefully it stays like that. And, uh, and, uh, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it, looks, it looks amazing. So I'm re- really looking forward to, to do that trip. And, uh, and then after that, I, I don't have any more work so for the rest of the year, which is very unusual. I'm going to take a, a few weeks and I'm going to go to Spain in September for four weeks and I will probably photograph on my own a few in a few places in Spain which is really nice as well um, then I'll come back to Australia and I have four months before I go again to on a new workshop um, to Norway and, and Finland uh, and then again <laughs> next year but yeah this year that's the Kamchatka one and then and then I'm free wow mm. good for you so uh, we've got a couple minutes left, but to, speaking of your workshops and, and creating your own tours and stuff, tell us a little bit about the business side of uh, operating your own trips and how long have you been doing that and uh, do you have any kind of staff that helps you? How are, how are you going about organizing and planning those trips? Um, well, I guess uh, I started uh I started in 2013, so not so far, not so long ago. Um, I was in photography for uh, many more years, but mainly working with um, Lonely Planet and Getty, and you know, and um, just um, small projects basically. Because I was I was working um, still as an engineer for uh, for uh, for quite a few years, and photography was really part time. And then in 2013, I I decided to go full time photography and. Um, and I started to organize uh, workshops, and I started in uh, South America because of the language and because there were not many many companies um, doing doing those in um, in that in that particular area. For me, it's just easier 
over there with the language and, and to deal with people and some of those countries are a bit tricky um, so yeah so I, I did a few um, a few trips on my own and um, got to know a few a few contacts a few hotels and travel agents and uh, and I organized those with uh, with them uh, if I go to a location like Kamchatka or other areas around the world, I, I, I work with travel agents and um, they organize the trip for me. And um, yeah, and I don't have to worry about booking hotels and transport and permits and, and things like that. So yeah, yeah, but um, so I guess it depends on the location. Um, yeah, I would like to concentrate more and more in, in South America because it's, um, they speak uh, Spanish, it's a beautiful part of the world. and. Uh, and I still have a lot of explore. I still have a lot to explore in that in that uh, in that continent. Um, but I, you know, sometimes I, I like going to other places around the world, uh, especially yeah, Scandinavia or you know, um, yeah, Kamchatka or some other countries. Um, yeah, I have on my list uh, to visit. Yeah. What are a few of the countries that are on your list that you want to get to? Um. Well, quite a few. I mean, I'm just thinking about, yeah, going back to um, Southeast Asia, um, but um, it's a little bit tricky with um, with people. I, I prefer to go to locations which are a bit more, um, um, yeah, that, um, um, yeah, that they are not uh, so, you know, dense, I guess, and uh, when I go on a tour, and um, like Patagonia or the Atacama, the Altiplano, um, some places in South America, and, um, but um, yeah, I mean, there are, Alaska, for example, is, I've been to Alaska on a cruise, but I would love to go to, um, yeah, Alaska to Denali and some other areas there, um, I would like to photograph the polar bears in Canada, ah, I don't know, there are, Many many places. That's <laughs> yeah, it's a big world. Yeah, it's a big world. So yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, Ignacio, and uh, for sharing your extensive knowledge of uh, travel and photography. Where can our listeners find out more about you and follow you online? Um, I guess my website, um, uh, as you mentioned before, IP Travel Photography, and on my Facebook page is um, where I where I post of all my stuff. So yeah. I guess um, yeah, my website and Facebook. Uh, I'm not um, I'm not uh, really keen on in Instagram. I don't spend so much time these days on social media. But um, yeah, the only one I use is uh, Facebook, really. Um, hmm. Sure. Well, we'll have uh, links in the show notes to to all that stuff. Uh, we'll be asking you for some some uh, some items from you, but. Uh, Thanks again for being on the show. And uh, people, you can follow me online and all the social media networks at both at Photo Enrichment and at Ralph Velasco. Uh, as for upcoming tours, I've got a, a really great trip to Mexico's Copper Canyon coming up in August, uh, Romania in September, and then uh, my Cambodia and Vietnam trips are just uh, starting to fill up, and the uh, registration is ending soon. I also have an India trip. You can find out more about these trips and any upcoming speaking engagements that I have at photoenrichment.com. And don't forget to check out my new project where I'm teaching people how to organize and lead their own trips. And that's at tourorganizertraining.com. And uh, you can certainly find Ugo on all the social media networks if you just Google him. 
And please, if you've been enjoying the show, be sure to tell your friends and to put in a review on iTunes. Uh, This really helps us to get noticed by our listeners. So, thanks for coming out, everyone. Now let's get out and shoot.